Hello, and welcome to Undrafted Sports AFL Podcast, the podcast for anyone who didn't hear their name called on draft day. Get in touch with the guys on Facebook, on Twitter, with the handle Undrafted Sport, or visit them at UndraftedSport.com. Any comments, questions, all that leading team's 360-degree feedback, Undrafted want to know what you think. Now, over to you guys. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to Undrafted Sport, finals edition. Uh, with me today, we've got Jacob, Colin Harrison. Hello. And Ryan, the parsnip rock. Hi, mate. Hey, hey Yank. Snip. And how's your week, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Very awkward, man, you are, Rocky. And hang your head in shame, mate. Be out and proud. Are we still recording? <laughs> yeah, we're recording. <laughs> Uh, this episode's brought to you by Mr. Burger, who provided us a fantastic meal. So hopefully now you've given you a shout out, the next one will be free. Thank you, Mr. Burger. <laughs> really good. So final sign, boys. Finals in the air. We you know weather's a little bit warmer. We're just spring. We're just spring. <laughs> Four big games. All we want to talk about is finals, but but there's too many trades to talk about. So that's exactly where we're going to head straight away. Why aren't we talking about finals yet? Why is the newspaper filled with all these trade rumours and players leaving? What is going on? Well, you weren't happy about it, were you, Brock? No, look, if I look, I follow some of the American sports, and they do a really good job of staggering all this news until after the season, and that's when you know your Trelaws, your Carlisles get their attention, and you focus on the upcoming games. Mm. So, look, it's a little bit disappointing that we're not talking about... I mean, we have four, I mean... Great games. Great game. games. Look, the Sydney game's probably the only one I can see potentially is like a... that could get a little bit ugly. Still, though, I'm not confident that it will be. No, I agree, but that, that's the only... That, the only game I can pick with confidence is I think Fremantle will win. Yeah. It's a really good weekend of footy, and we've been talking about Carlisle, and look, I think that stuff should all wait to the end of the year. Well, right. Fair, fair well, enough that we're talking about trades when... when when the snake, the Jake Melchin, is told he might not be re-signed with the Bombers. <laughs> that's front That's front and back page news as far as I'm concerned. It's got a lot of airplay Who? today for a bloke on the fringe of a list. Who? Fringe of a list? Hang on, hang on. Who? We're talking about 114 quality games for the Essendon Football Club. Snake, the Jake. Who? <laughs> All right, we get it, mate. Not impressed. All right, we'll talk about some trades that are worthy. Still got some AFL players, well. please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matthew Cruiser, it's, it's an interesting one, and the league has got a bit of a predicament on their hands. Where are we thinking this one's going to head? What I want to ask you, Brocky, what do you think he's worth? Because I'm not going to ask Colin over here. Cause... In terms of a trade or his monetary value? Both. Because he's a bit of a tricky one, because I don't think Carlton want to sign him anymore. No, I think Carlton are playing the game here, and they've deliberately lowballed him with, was it 1.5 over 5? Yeah, it was something quite low. Yeah, it was around that ballpark. That's a deliberate lowball contract. Over four. They deliberately tried to lowball him to entice him to leave to get the what they're hoping is to activate a first round draft. So you think that's a lowball? You don't think that's what he's worth? I think. No, I think that's a lowball. Okay. Over five years, one point five million, three hundred. That's that's an average salary. He's an above average player. Okay, rising cap. Considerations as well. Yeah, and that's with going the, to be a below average salary. Correct. That's that will eventually be the below the league average. Correct. 
for a guy who's number one pick. You say below the cap, but I think the AFL's right into their contracts that it's going to go up the percentage of the, whatever the cap's going up. Yeah. So that's going to be irrelevant. Anyway, though, uh, the big news to come out of today was that apparently, according to reliable sources on SCN, the <laughs> Ox, that he'd failed the medical down at Collingwood. Um, defended on D- uh, DWS. Uh, <laughs> 3AW. <laughs> 3AW. That uh, he hadn't actually had a medical. So what? What's going on there? What's your stance? Because you were as happy as Larry. I've never seen a bloke so happy when you come waltzing in saying that Cruiser had failed a medical. Well, I just don't like how Carlton lowballed him in the hope that he would leave and get a number two pick. Uh, I just, it's just good list management. It's what the club needs to do. Uh, it's, to, to it's, it's trying to abuse the system. That's what it's trying to do. Yeah, but if, if the system's there to be taken advantage of, then take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, if you take advantage of it, the AFL steps in, and Damien Barrett reported tonight that they will not get a they will not get the second overall pick for Matthew Cruiser. Well, then the AFL just looks their red face because they've just willy-nilly changed their system and they're not standing by any rules that they're putting in place, and that says more about the AFL than it says about the way Carlton's trying to manage their list. Disagree, but happy right. to... Well, if the system's wrong, you're allowed to change it. Yeah, but they keep changing it year to year. I mean, well, it's going to evolve with time. I mean, you don't you don't get to a perfect product overnight. I, I can't think of any other examples in world sport that have a, such a fluctuating system of compensation for player movement. Neither can I. It's a pretty ridiculous system when you look at it in the scope of things. Granted, but you're allowed to change it as you think it's. As well, the AFL seems to think they're allowed to change it. Well, if someone's abusing it, then you do change it, correct? Can I give you guys a pillow so you guys have a bit of a fight here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, we don't agree on that, but it looks like... Do well, you, do, do I don't you, know. I'm not committing to anything because I think we've heard every possible version of this story come out in the last couple of days. Cruiser could go for the second pick. He's failed a medical. He's not had a medical. He's not going to get pick two. And he's staying at Carlton. So every pa- option's out there. Snip. Where's Cruiser going? What's he worth? I have no idea where Cruiser is going. Uh, look, look. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he did fail a medical. The guy's averaged 13 or 14 games over his, I think, seven or eight-year career. Yeah, but he's never looked as fit as he does now. Okay. Colin? I think he goes to uh, Collingwood because I think they'll have the cap room. And he walks to Collingwood and, get, and you get the compensation pick in return? Yeah. Cool. Pick two. All right. Won't okay. happen. Yeah, that's a very that's a very Homer optimistic. I really, <laughs> I really, really hope the AFL steps in here and Shacky can find his way to Brisbane because I think that's a romantic story. Going to play for the club where his dad dad played, living at Legacy on. Yeah. So I would like to see that happen. Or Granted, he just I don't care where well, the picks land as long as Shacky's. I'm there. actually very hopeful that there's talk Brisbane might get the number one pick as a priority pick for their lack of performance. So hopefully that happens anyway. I think that's that's absurd. Absurd. Why is that? They didn't even see on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, because you can't just go handing around. I, I don't like that system, especially when you can't. Like, fair enough when priority picks have been handed out in the past and they come after the original pick, but just to go, oh look, we're going to willy nilly hand out a number one pick, seems a bit unfair and just not based off any knowledge or. Well, they've struggled. They haven't made the finals, I think, since two thousand and nine. They've got an issue with player retention, which granted might be their own fault. I think, look, there are too many teams right now that are probably not relevant and that need help, and I think Brisbane's one of them, and a priority pick really does help them. 
should move on to the next one. Yeah, I want to talk about Harley Bennell because that's a pretty interesting story that broke this week. Um, they, they stood by him during the year, but obviously him getting a bit of a tussle was too much to bear, and it's time for him to cut ties. He's coming back to Victoria. Are we all agreed on that one? Well, I think it's been reported today that he's not interested in... Did, uh, I'm, not convinced, I'm not convinced they'll find a trade that's worth <laughs> trading. But they've come out and said that they're trading him, and I think history shows that that means he's gone. Like it, it, You can't come back from that stance. Okay, granted, but he's on a, he's on a salary for two more years, which is estimated to be around $500,000. A year? A year. Who is going to come to the table with a deal that makes sense to trade what is arguably one of the AFL's greatest talents? I don't think it... What, what would you want for him? What, what did, He's worth a top 10 pick any day of the week. 100%. Are the teams willing to give that up? Well, that's what my question is. I mean, who's going to take, who's going to give up something equitable for the risk that is Harley Bennell? I think equitable's out the window at this stage because they've, they need to cut ties and they've come out and made So you're just, selling, you're just a fire sale? Yeah, pretty much. It is a fire sale now. I, I think, look... It's a tough one. Gold Coast have got to at some point come out and admit they started a football club with Carmichael Hunt, Campbell Brown, Nathan Bock, a quiet leader in Gary Ablett, Nathan Cracker, and from what from what I can hear, a good leader in Riscatelli. At contrast, GWS went Dean Brogan, Chad Corns, James McDonald, Phil Davis, and they, they drew, drove a really good culture. Callum Ward. Ward as well, correct. At some point, Gold Coast have got to go, you know what, some of this is on us. We They assigned Carmichael Hunt as his mentor. I don't think this, – this, this reeks of a similar situation with Stevie J at Geelong. They were able to turn his career around. I don't. I think the Gold Coast is giving up too early. I agree with you. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's and the that, Gold Coast. It hurts me to say it because I don't like him too much past him. That's all right. <laughs> well, I think. Yeah. All right. So where where do you think Benel ends up? Well, I, I don't think you'll get a trade that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, what's the point in trading him out for pick forty? Like, like you, you can't on that deck. Second round, would that get the deal done? Well, you'd have to ask Gold Coast. Look, I wouldn't trade him for anything less than a top 10 pick, but I'd, I'd hate to see Benel ben go to Hawthorne and his career just take off. Yeah. Like, this is not what the competition... If you were North Melbourne, would you be offering your first pick for him? Yeah, 100%. I, I, if I was any club, I'd offer my first pick for Benel. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. They could get a first-round pick if, if someone's desperate, but, I mean, the reports coming out when the yeah. incident arrived see- the other day was that there was teams pulling out left, right and centre of the race. Correct. And Matthew Lloyd was on footy classified and said, I've spoken to four clubs that are all out. Look, to get a first round pick, you're going to need two clubs interested. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get that. I think you could. I think you could get a Hawthorne in North Melbourne. If you get him outside a top 10 pick, that's an unbelievable steal. Oh. And look, let's be honest. his track record in history? I don't think so. What's he done that's that bad? Doesn't matter. He's he's a PR disaster. How is... I, I don't... I don't buy into that. Luke Hodge got behind the wheel of a car over the limit. Yeah, exactly. Harley Bennell got in a little punch on with her or had a scrap with a bouncer. Who's done the worst thing right there? Harley Bennell was on the face of the Herald Sun a few months ago with illicit drugs on the table. Do you honestly believe that there aren't AFL players doing more It doesn't matter. He was, silly, he was silly enough to get caught and be exposed. That's a, that's a marketing nightmare. That, that's what... He got charnished no, more than those right. time You boys. go to Eve for the grand final after party <laughs> this year... 
with your iPhone and I bet 10 of your photos be on the front page of Herald Sun the next day. Yeah, all right. Well, none of, <laughs> none of it's happened so far. He got and treated worse than the Collingwood boys. That was so bad. What happened to that kid? Yeah, but what happened has already happened and that's a risk to any club sponsors. They're going to pull out because of things like that. Look, it, right. If I'm Hawthorne, I go. I'm going to bring this kid in. I'm going to house him with Sean Burgoyne, and we are just going to make a mockery of the AFL. All right. So you're saying he's going to Hawthorne? Where do you think he's getting that Colin? I, I've already said Hawthorne in the article this week. Both Hawthorne. Okay. All right. Trelaw. We're all pretty convinced he's going to Collingwood, except for you. And the whole world's convinced, except <laughs> for this one man. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Right now, Nathan Buckley went and met with Trelaw. He, he could sit down and he'd go, this is how I'm going to use you. This is what I'm going to do. This is how you fit in. This is our game plan. This is how you fit into this. Like, Richmond have had no opportunity to present to him because, guess what, we got a final to play. The other thing is... Well, we can talk to him next week then. So Sorry, is the whole club and the recruiting department, are they playing this yeah, week? Yeah, but if you're so Adam... How many blokes are you running out? All right, if you're Adam Trelaw, who do you want to hear from? You want to hear from a recruiting manager or you want to hear from Damien Hardwick? If you're Adam Chalor and you're not willing to wait it out for a couple of weeks to fully explore all well, your options, no dis- and you're going to make a decision three days after the season's well, finished. Well, no disrespect to Adam Chalor, but he wants to move on with his life. He wants to go, okay, sorry, Giants, I've got this offer here. I want to go here. I've spoken to them. This, I, I, that's where I want to be, right? Now, the first thing to play out is that Adam Chalor, to get to Collingwood, needs to be traded. Right now, I think Richmond are going to... Uh, right now, I've got a better package than... Collingwood's alleged deal in wits and pick seven. When did Trelaw say he wanted out of GWS and he nominated Collingwood? Uh, two days ago. Do you think, like, did, do you did think Buckley just between, had one, yeah. one day to speak to him? Oh, <laughs> Buckley's been... Wait, 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 hold on. What are you about to say? Yeah. I'm say Buckley's known for a while. He's not playing finals. He can look towards next year. Oh. <laughs> what? So Buckley's still not week-to-week focusing on the game, but Hardwick is? Oh, okay. If you're Nathan Buckley, are you focusing on your last game, who they play, Essendon, or are you yeah. focusing on Trelaw? Let's be honest. doesn't matter, mate. I think he's still... No, answer the question. Hold on. It doesn't matter. If, you, if you're... If Damien you're... Hardwick's coaching for his career, and he's trying to win, and I think they've got a legitimate chance at making a preliminary final. No. I you play Werribee. You don't even like play a real football team. You play no, a reserve but you're team. You're not... No, if you're Collingwood, you're putting your... You're going after Trelaw. You're not... Thinking about finals. Then you're and, not uh, serious about recruiting a talented player. Oh, no, that's not true. Anyway. That is true. He still needs to be traded. And we've got. I think we've got a better offer on the table right now. Hey, Joe, yes, I want to leave. What's that, Bucks? Oh, okay. I'll talk to you. No, no one else is calling me? Oh, that's fine. Do you think that's honestly what's happening? Oh, this deal would have been done round two. Yeah, exactly. Round two? Yes. That is a... No, that's... Leon Cameron was on record two weeks ago saying he wants to stay. We've just got to work out how we fit him in. And they said... done a long time. No, that's not true. They they almost got him during the middle of the year. He was very close to re-signing. But they got chill instead. They had a choice to make. No, no, they didn't. didn't. Was this a surprise that he was leaving? They were worried... That they would... Look, they have a... They came out and said they have a pricing model. Not so much a pricing model, but a player... You know, payment model, and they weren't going outside of that to keep Trelaw. If he, if he wanted to go and make the real top dollar money, he was going to have to go elsewhere, and he has done that. Do you think that the fact that this story has been in the media since mid-season, that the, the recruiting teams from each club weren't onto this beforehand? 
And if you're saying that Hardwick hasn't had an opportunity to speak to Trawler since mid-season to now, and that Buckley has in the three days since the season finished? I, I think so, look yes. at how no, well I he played he against is. Richmond and how well he played against Colin, and that'll answer your question about where he wanted to go. Because well, that's what, an audition. Richmond right now don't, can't go and put together a presentation or they can't get Hardwick up there or Hardwick... I think, I think you're right. Your argument is completely flawed. Why? Because if Trelaw wants to go to Richmond, he's willing to wait to get the deal done. He's no, right now, right now, right now, Let me say what I want to say. He's got, he's got, he's getting paid. He's on his holiday, mate. He's got until Friday, five pm on the trade deadline. Correct. To worry about where he's going. Correct. If he wants to go see Richmond, Look. if he's still considering going there, he's got time, mate. Correct. So I don't think it's an issue. You no, don't I'm, have to nominate a club. Listen, I know he wants to go to Collingwood. I've accepted that. I don't think he had. Oh, look, his preference is Collingwood. I agree to that. But when it's trade period and Richmond have got a better deal on the table, which is right now two first-round draft picks is what they're going to offer, GWS are going to say to him, hey, Collingwood aren't coming to the table. You can go to Richmond right here, right now, or you can risk going to Carlton. And that boy don't want to go to Carlton. No. That's not going to happen, mate, because as you like saying, the players have the last say in all the trades. So he's going yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, but if GWS don't want to trade with Collingwood... Yeah, but it comes to Hooplinks first. If he <laughs> says, I'm, all right, I'll go to Carlton, or if GWS says, oh, no, we could lose him for nothing, or we could take the Collingwood deal, GWS are blinking first. They are, but they're also saying, hey, we, we want to send you to Richmond. I don't, I don't think it's played out yet, and Richmond will have a red-hot crack at having a meeting with him after the season. Because, like I said, the trade period's not until October. They've okay. got plenty of time. So right. they can start talking to him next week after the Olympics. Yeah, Monday morning, first thing, Harvick will be on the first flight to Sydney, mate. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, so... Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle. Uh, no surprise there that he's said he wants to leave, but he hasn't nominated the club. So where's he going? Uh, reported by Mark Stevens of... Here we go. Channel 7 on Here we go. Twitter today that, Car- according to sources, Carlisle's a likely of course. destination on a five-year deal worth... About 625k per year. Uh, here's what's going to happen. Essen have come out and said they want a top 10 pick. They're not going to get that. That's the most ridiculous statement. No one wants to deal with Dodora. So Carlisle's going to walk out of Essen, end up on Carlisle. On that money that he's saying, Essen's going to get nothing because they just don't know how to trade. Now I'm going to I'm going to spring you spring this on you guys, which you guys hate. We all hate, but. Everyone's saying that Carlisle's going to walk to Carlton in the preseason draft as the number one pick. Yeah. Is, is there a potential for a team to take him with one of the latter picks in the national draft? Can they do that? Because he has, to, he has to nominate. He has to nominate for the national draft. Correct. Otherwise, he can just nominate for preseason draft. Correct. And go that way. Yeah. Okay. Not an issue then. Not an issue. Do your homework. <laughs> look, I don't know what you do with Carlisle because, look, surely, look, I, I don't want to be Carlton bashing here, but. You've been through hell at Essendon. Surely the last place you want to go next is Carlton. I'm feeling, this is just like me praying that he doesn't want to go to Carlton. He's going to just walk there. Um, this is my Essendon hat on. That he hasn't nominated a club because his club is still in finals, possibly. He wants to play for. He has been linked to North Melbourne. He has been linked to North Melbourne. And that's the best possible scenario that we get their first pick. Best, best possible scenario. I still don't think you get the first pick for Carl. Is he worth a first round pick? He's twenty three. Look, look on yeah, face value, that guy's worth it. that worth that guy's worth the first round yeah. pick every day of the week. Uh, but so, North hang on, enough to but, give it. but this guy is 
bit of a, I don't want to say head hot case, head. but a hothead probably, a bit of a... Sook. I'm wondering if it's all there upstairs sometimes. Look, I can't speak to what he's gone through, but some of the outbursts and stuff is quite, quite strange. It's strange. It's no, it no, I don't think he's an idiot. I just think there's, you know, he's a hothead, he's an emotional guy, Comes maybe comes a little bit of baggage. The other thing is he's got water hanging over his head. Yeah. So you're not paying for a premium for a bloke that you can't guarantee will be available for you round one next year. Yeah. Look, Port still gave their first pick for Ryder 27. But, 27. But they were motivated by, they thought they were on the cusp of a flag. So is North. They're on the cusp of a flag or they should start rebuilding now. Yeah, but you can't tell that to them and you can't tell that to supporters. I can't but, tell them to them. Port. You can't nobody, sell that to no, them. Nobody's, nobody tell North that they're not going to win a flag. You can't sell that to them and it's hard, even harder to sell to the supporters when they're trying look, to get numbers it's, through the game. Look, it's a very valid argument that you got a first-round pick for Ryder because I think Jake Carlisle probably has a long career and has, a, you know, he's probably an elite defender when you leave him alone down in defence. However... Yeah, I worry about Carlisle's headspace. That's the only... All right, so where do you see Carlisle end up? It's interesting. Look, I think St Kilda's an outside chance to get him. I would like to see him St Kilda. I think St Kilda's... Well, what do they give up for him? They'll give up the second, second round, round pick. pick. First round pick will be too high. Yeah. The second round Saints pick will still be in the... I think it's should take it. <laughs> and look, I think, it's, I think St Kilda's a good fit because it's a young, exciting, up-and-coming team. He can go there. He won't be... I don't think he gets any media attention at St Kilda. They don't play in the marquee games yet. Like they're not a big Friday night team. He can go there and he can. I think you'll be at peace at St Kilda. The strongest team he was linked with was the Bulldogs all year. Yeah. It's another team in the finals. It's come out. I think one. Yeah, of I've heard they're not interested. That Luke Beveridge just doesn't rate him as a, a bloke or a player, and he's just not interested in getting him down there. Really? Yeah, I did he's hear a that Bulldogs as well. Bulldogs fan growing up as well. So you can imagine he'd want to go there. Well, I think... That's uh, interesting. I haven't seen so, that anyway. Yeah, well, so far Luke Beveridge has shown he knows what he's doing and he knows what he's talking about and he certainly knows how to handle the players. As shown, by the way, he dropped McRae and Cramery throughout the season. So obviously a good judge of character. And oh. I think if that's the way he thinks, then he won't be a Bulldog next year. Oh, you gotta, some, of the, some of the things he's done, like you might not think it's a big thing walking off the ground and saying... Yeah, F this club. But James Heard... was a big thing. Like, I know, but ja- like, he might think it's not a big thing. He might think he's just letting some frustration out. Oh, yeah. This was within an earshot of the senior coach. I mean, that's disrespectful. You've got to think it this way. He's just a- telling other clubs. He's an employee. Yeah, no, I, look, I'm not defending him. I know, I think he's stupid. I mean, you can't be doing this. Which also which also furthers my thoughts that he would be more inclined to want to walk to Carlton through the preseason draft so Essendon don't get any benefit out of it. But do you... Does, if he goes to Carlton, though, the spotlight, the, the ridicule, it's there. It's like, if you go to Carlton, you're expected to help Carlton. He goes to St Kilda. He's I don't just... think he is. I, expect, I think he's expected to build with the team at Carlton. Everyone knows where Carlton's at now. They're not hiding anything. Oh, I still, I don't think any... Carlton people are not are impatient. Okay, it's not the Carlton. Oh, Carlton, and yeah. That's not... know, okay. <laughs> so that's Carlton. So <laughs> we... So far, we haven't really given any destination where we think these players are going. So I'm going to reel off another four names, and I don't want to. I don't want to get too deep into this. I just want what are they worth and where are they going to go. Okay. Yeah. So the snake, you're not allowed to answer this, Brocky. What do you think? Uh, Every is going. Game Sam. Yeah. Okay. Sweet and sour soy sauce. 
Charlie Dixon, he's pretty done deal to Port. Sign, sell to Port. Do they have to provide compensation to Gold Coast? I think he's... Is he, I don't think he's a free agent. Well, he hasn't been there eight years. So. Yeah, no, so they have to trade. So they have to trade. What's an equitable trade for Charlie Dixon from Port Adelaide? Their first rounder. Or I would have thought, would they risk Matty Loby? Loby for Dixon? Then they don't have anyone. They've got Ruckman coming out of their ears at Gold Coast. They want another Ruckman? But they've got a good Ruckman. They've got a couple. Well, I said good. No, well, I think they'll they'll ride it out with Nichols, I think. Okay. Granted. I like Nichols. I like Nichols too, but... And Lynch can pinch it in the Ruck. He's going to be a star in the next few years. No, I don't think they want Loby. I think they want a pick. What's that? A pick? They okay. need a pick. Okay. I think they need a pick. He's... Uh, and Zamin Schultz is going for you. Yeah, he had a two-year deal with about 500k per year. Okay, that's a big deal. Just, just, just on this, I know... Should, is Schultz a good idea? Fremantle a good idea for Schultz? Yeah, because he fits their window perfectly. He re- replaces Pavlich and he's exactly what they need if they want to continue... But did you watch Schultz play football this year? It wasn't much better than Pavlich. Yeah, but... Schultz has still got a couple of years left in him. Is still a couple of. I don't know. I, I think Fremantle are, 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 are. I don't. I don't know if that's the best move for them. Well, I think Fremantle. There's better ways to spend five hundred grand than just. Fremantle find it hard to recruit. Find it hard to recruit these big forwards, especially to get them over to Perth. They've tried everyone. They've struck out on a lot of blokes, so I think if they can get Schultz, they're going to take him. Yep. We thought Clark was going there. Remember that. They've anyway, been, they're anyway. rumoured to be interested in every bloke over six foot three since <laughs> 2010. So. All right, Aish, where is he going? It's one that's died down a little. Yeah, he's been rumoured to just about every club in Melbourne, I think. So I'm going to say I'm not even sure Collingwood because they might pay for him. I don't know. I, don't, I think Carlton's a chance. Is he that good? I think St Kilda's a chance. I think if um, I think if Collingwood land Trelaw, which I expect that we'll see Aish potentially at Richmond. Because Richmond seems to be after another midfielder, and I think he could but, fit the uh, If I'm Richmond, I'm not giving up a first round pick for this guy. I don't know what he, what he's capable. Like, is he done? I think it's a pretty thin draft. So yeah, he would. <sighs> if you strike out on Trelaw and you strike out on whoever other midfielder that you might banal potentially, just, then other clubs are just trying to pick up scraps from Brisbane on the cheap. It's really not fair. Yeah, well, Redden is the next one, and the last this one. This bloke was a number seven pick two years ago, had a really good year last year, just had a disappointing year this year where he was rumoured to be going the whole year. So I think he's still got a good career ahead of him, match. I don't want him. Redden, do you want Redden? I'd love Redden. Redden's What's heading. he worth? Where's he going? It's going to be a harder one because he's contracted next year. I think, he, I think he'll stay. I don't think they'll find a trade for him. They're going to play really hardball with him, and as they should. They definitely should because they need to do everything they can in their power to keep Red in the club. Where's he from? Adelaide? Correct. South Australia? South Australia. Yeah. So he's going on one of those teams? I don't think he has been very good to be going there. He just wants it out of Brisbane. <laughs> Must be terrible. This is strange because this is Tom Rockliffe. They're both on the record as saying they are best friends. Look, Rockwood came out when Redden said, and he said, look, I'd happily swap salaries with the bloke if it meant that we were keeping him, but he's made up his mind and he's gone. So I think the real issue up there is who's running the club and especially who's coaching the club. Well, they pitch. Not a people person, I've heard. Not a man of the people. Okay. Not a many of the people. So if that's 
my question to you is, I know we're going off topic. I think this is a topic for itself. We might say. I just that. got a question for him. If he's not a man of the people, why is he coaching the club? Why haven't uh, they? Why haven't they moved him on? If like I'm. Um, it, it, I, I'm, it's a good question. I want you to have a think about it. They've had a lot of turn in writing. And I want to talk about the All-Australian, and I think our listeners want to talk about that as well. So, obviously, that's come out this week, the All-Australian team, the squad of 40. Do you mean our listeners want to listen to this? Yeah. They're not going to be talking. No, whatever. <laughs> Pretty obvious Luke Darcy was on this panel. <laughs> what? Initial thoughts when you saw the squad coming out. Too many Western Bulldogs players. Uh, the initial one that lodged out at me was Sean Higgins in the team, in the squad. Uh, cool. So we'll talk about some questionables. I'm going to go through and we'll, we'll run through it a little. So Higgins, questionable for both of you. Yeah, look, I don't know if we got caught up, caught up in how much better he was at North Melbourne, whether he was actually you know, worthy of a top 40 spot. I think that Cripps from West Coast... Well, we're going to get to the... the but if you're going to pull someone out, you're going to pull someone in. No, we're no, talking no. We'll, we'll run through the question. We'll okay, then we'll question. go to the stiffs. Right. Well, cause before we get you're start, a stiff, yeah. but we'll get to the stiffs. Because yeah. I want to... I, I think they need to be more transparent about their criteria of putting blokes in the team. Like, is there a certain amount of games they have to play? Is there certain boxes they have to tick through the year? Yes. Yeah. Why is Higgins in the team? To me, the cutoff is 18 games. I think if you play any less than 18 games, you're not a shot. Yeah, um, I like that. And, and I also think what they do need more disclosure around is whether they're picking for a team that will compete on the weekend or if they're picking on uh, the best exactly. 40 players. Because there's some blokes that are definitely picked on position and then there's a lot of other blokes that are just in there because they had a really good year. Well, it's a team, so you get to pick on position. And what are they factoring in? Is it efficiency, like impact? Because there's a lot of stats they can pull to justify these decisions, but we're just not talking about it. Like, we're saying Higgins... And you listen to Talkback Radio and they're going, why is Higgins in? Well, that's why it's a subjective. It's a subjective thing. It's too subjective. How many people are on this panel? Oh, there's like eight. There's ten on the Rising Star. There's what, eight on this panel? Oh, I'm going to say that eight plus. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a tough gig, but everyone's going to have some things that they're going to pick and pull out each year. So we may as well name a few. A few names that surprised me were Ibbotson as well. So Ibbotson... I think uh, that would be another bloke. I don't pick. watch enough Freo, so I can't comment on that one. Yeah, that's purely why I'm commenting on it, because I don't watch enough. <laughs> like Maybe you should watch it. if you're doing the podcast, let's be honest. Do you watch it? It's yeah. easy on dates with fat girls called Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> Who likes to keep it secret? Yeah. Why would you tell us? We live vicariously through you. No, you don't. <laughs> anyway, I thought it's a little bit early for Jake Stringer. Yeah, yeah, I got Stringer on the questionable list. I thought Matthew Boyd. But he's the show. He look, Stringer is the Stringer show. Is Stringer is big time. This brother can play. He's not a brother. He's a brother. He's not a brother. He's my brother. <laughs> and the other one, I thought Matthew Boyd. Look, I, I don't know. I don't think you get to make the All Australians forty for chipping it around the back line. He, like, he accumulates possession, but it's largely just junk. I mean, I love Matthew Boyd. I had him in both my draft leagues this year, and him just chipping around side to side like it was yeah, it was beautiful. But I don't know if that's what you want in a defender. Any well, it is if you're wanting to someone to fill a half-back flank. Yeah, it's a half-back flank, the, the definition of a half-back flank is to go and beat your man. It's not chip it around the back line. Mm, what, that's in not the 70s true. and the 80s? Brocky, I play on the half-back footy? flank. I'm not yeah, but you are one of the more unaccountable footballers I ever played <laughs> with in my life. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, who... 
Who do you, anyone else that was... Uh, yeah, I've got some names on here. Dalhouse. He was okay. Okay, yeah, again, but Swan. Probably, probably not an elite midfielder. No, Swan, I'm disagreeing with no, you. I disagree with you. Really. Disagree with you. Heavily disagree on Swan. Racked up a lot of possessions and kicked. When they were eight and three, half, he's yeah. humming, and he'll he'll pull a few Brownlow votes too. Good on Swan. All right, Rance. How the hell did he make the squad? Yeah, Shut that's up. an absolute abomination. How did he get in the team? Has more goal kicked on than any, any other backman in the league this Am season? Am I banging your heads together now, or Matthew Jamison, way more deserving? Yeah, God. <laughs> Alright, so who are the stiff blokes? Who are the blokes that should be in the team? Um, I'm going to start this one. Stefan Martin should be in. Extremely stiff. Nah, disagreeing with you on that. Just racks up points and possessions. He's not not one of the dominant You're saying he shouldn't have been in over Nanui? Nah, he's probably the fourth ruckman in line. I would have gone Goldstein, Nanui... And Sandy Lance very close, then probably Stefan Martin. And you're not nah, putting yeah, No, I'm, I'm taking Martin over Sandy Lance every day. Maybe Sam Jacobs. Mate, go- you've just said you're picking this for a team to play. And yeah. if you're not taking Goldstein, Natanui, or Sandy Lance as your tap ruckman. I'm, no, I'm saying I'm taking, I'm taking Martin before Sandy Lance. No. Nah. Sandy. No. Nah. Sorry, not doing it. Uh, so a couple others that we mentioned are stiff. Uh, Brandon Ellis and... No, I was talking about Xavier Ellis. Brandon Ellis, he's stiff. <laughs> Brandon just Ellis. Just the anti-Tiger Brandon, pod. Brandon this is what Ellis. happens when you just drown us in this confidence of Tigers. I haven't even mentioned, talked about the Tigers yet. Oh, you have off, off pod. Oh, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Um, Cochin, is he stiff? No, I didn't think nah. Cochin deserves to be in. Not a good year. Missed too many games. Uh, a few from St Kilda I was surprised missed out on the squad being Armitage, Jack Stephen, even Rewell. I think we all agreed on them. Correct. Because they had no one from the team. Armitage, very stiff. That, Arm- Armitage is the stiffest bloke yeah. Ad- outside of Brandon Ellis. Had a good year. Uh, a couple others. Melbourne, Bernie, Vince. Pretty stiff. Stiff, year, stiff but... but he's competing in, in amongst the midfielders. And I, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he... Sorry. Didn't win enough games. Mark Blitzarf's really good year, but what's his position? I mean, you could put him on the bench as a utility. Probably, I think he deserved to make the squad. And another one we've got here, Liam Jones. Stiff to miss. All right, come on. <laughs> Is that the Jones we're talking about? Well, that's what you've got on the list here. Didn't he get to list it? <laughs> Maybe we should do an un-Australian <laughs> team. Because Melksham and Jones would make it. <laughs> Liam Jones. <laughs> Liam Jones would be centre forward captain. He'd make it. Anyway. Hodge, another one. He only missed the squad because he got suspended for the last two weeks, which is Yeah, Hodge, Hodge, Hodge is in the team, in my opinion. And I, look, I, I would have put Hodge in my 22, let alone the 40. Okay. Cool. Who's, who's your captain for the All Australian? Who's your tip? I think it'll be Robert Murphy. I hope it's Robert Murphy. But if, it were, if I was picking, I'd probably give it... To Pendlebury. I think you said this earlier this week, but how did they give the captaincy to Ryan Griffin over Bob Murphy? Um, I don't know. They picked him. So I, 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 I can't answer that. I. It wasn't until Griffin said he was leaving that Bob Murphy went up to the coaches and asked to be captain. Correct. Him. Look, I, I think if I was to answer your question, maybe they, were, they, they saw Griffin leaving earlier and said if we make him captain, he might not leave. Um, I can't think of any other reason. Look, Gr- Griffin's not a vocal guy. Nah, it seems like like it, it's good. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as Correct. everyone says. But 
It's I think, amazing looking back. And the, and look, the, the in two, terms the two blokes have gone opposite ways this year. So in terms of training standards, I think Griffin would definitely be yeah, a, a, a good leader at that. Whereas Rob Murphy, I don't know, probably getting older, probably not doing all the sessions. Yeah, I think Griffin would have been leading the running and all, and would have been leading by example. I think he's a tremendous professional. And look, he's probably, might be one of those guys that when he speaks, everyone listens. So that's the best I can give you. Yeah, and I think with Hodge not in the squad, I think. It's not too many uh, out-and-out leaders in the All-Australian squad, so I think Bob Murphy would be a great fit. Is Correct. he good enough to make the All-Australian team, though? Has he had a good enough year? I think the fact that he's everyone's mentioning him in line with the captaincy is putting him into the tent. You'd probably pick him as a captain. And he was really good as a back-pocket half-back flanker this year. Yeah, who would be over him in the back flank? I can't think of anyone. No, I think he'll, he'll lock down one of the back flanks or pockets. Yeah, look, he, look, he sets him up really well, he, and... He leads, and he and look. To be honest, he's a good defender that always um, at least breaks even with his opponent. He doesn't get dominated, so he doesn't goes both ways. He goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell him that like that, mate. Wow, hey. down the river. Uh, so rising star today, the biggest robbery in history has occurred. How did Jake Lever not get a vote? He got a vote, mate. He got two votes. Did he actually? Yeah, so... I made that up. No, no he got two votes. So he, did, he did get two votes. Well, there you go. All of our I, wasn't, I wasn't too far off. All of our listeners are getting evicted and their mortgages are reclaimed today because of the all better of the week, but, you know, he did get two votes. He was only 47 off the win, so... I don't... Almost I don't there. get how you could pop me for the one better week I got wrong when I've been I've been pretty on the money with every other week. Look, mate, it was just such an outlandish statement when you came it up, and it's just been a fun little. I was looking for a bit of value. Fun little topic to poke at. There's value, the and then there's donating money. Yeah, and you was... and you were donating money. It just dri- you were, you put a curse on him for the rest of the year. He just drifted and drifted mm-hmm. from that. He's going to be an out and out star. You watch. <laughs> he will be, but this was one of the. All-time great uh, <laughs> rising star classes, and you've gone up to some bloke from Adelaide. What did he come? Can't even lock down a full-time position. Am I putting team. anyone on the pump here when I ask for the order? Uh, he came tenth or eleventh. Again, third. Dom Shade. Fantasia. Dom Shade, and then <laughs> Isaac Heaney. Yeah, that's a bloody good uh, rising star class. We're all happy with Hogan as winner. Very. Yeah. I mean, oh, as a, well, disappointing for Gripper. Disappointing for Gripper, but uh, I thought it'd be a few votes closer. But you know, once you look at the panel of selectors, it's pretty obvious that Hogan was going to win, wasn't it? What are you saying? Full of key position players. What are you saying? Treadray, Richo. What, what does what does this year's draft, saying, what does saying, this year's class say about last year's winner? The bond was robbed. Like. Louis Taylor or Hogan? Who would you rather? Well, obviously Hogan. But just, I just think it's a surprising contrast. About from year to year, one player to another. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, Reese Palmer's won the award. I mean, like it just, it's who's, who's the best player that year, I suppose. It fluctuates. Who was that Richmond bloke that won it? Brett Deledio. Brett Deledio. No, there was another one. Who was that other guy that... Um... Oh, I can't remember the name. All right, moving on. So, usually I would pass over to you, Brocky, for Flog of the Week, but Colin has put his hand up to actually give us something for once on the pod. 
So I am going to hand over to you, Colin. <laughs> yeah, I, I came to this session with... The Ox. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Flog of the week this week, no doubts about it. The run home's very own David, the Ox, Schwartz. You can't just come out on radio, mate, with making outlandish statements that Matty Cruz's come out and failed this medical when you know it's an out-and-out lie. You're just putting putting the Carlton Football Club at risk. You're putting Matthew Cruz's financial status at risk, scaring clubs away, and it's just not on, mate. Just because you... How do you know it's a lie, though? Because it's been denied several times by multiple sources. And if you're going to come out and make a statement about that, mate, back it up with some with some evidence and some credible sources. Just losing credibility day on day and flog of the week. Now, Brocky, I'm going to give you a towel, mate, because you just got a bath. He just taught you how to do flog of the week. Hey, I, I, look, when it actually comes out that he did fail a medical at Collingwood, Colin's going to look like a flog. Well, we've got editing in for that, so if it does come out tomorrow <laughs> morning, we can always get rid of that part. Are you returning fire with any flog that you might want to bring up? Uh, no, I think Colin summed it up well. Good job. Actually, no, I'm going to go. <laughs> I was going to let this slide, and we've already spoken about him, but look, when you are a below-average footballer, and look, you, you know, there's probably no market for you, and you've got a two-year deal on the table, you don't look at your options because you don't have any. You sign the contract. Jake Melksham, stay at Essendon. You're a flog. <laughs> I think you prefer to be called the snake. Yeah. Sorry. Look, no, look, I think... Look, he, look, He's he, not deserving of a spot on the list, is he? Look, I think... Beggars can't be choosers, that old argument. Well, I just think if Essendon are offering you a two-year deal and you're Jake Melksham, you've got to take it. Well, if you can explore his options and there's nothing else on the table, then... You know, let's go back to Essendon. Look, I think he's he a... He sounds like a very intelligent young man doing his due diligence, looking at what's out there. Good on him. Actually, I might change my flog of the week to whoever offered him a two-year deal. Right. <laughs> we, spent, we spent 40 minutes speaking about everything but the games this weekend. Everyone's getting this week one of the finals. Oh, this Four big games. My footy season's done. Some good weather forecast this weekend, so let's get into the games. Friday night, yeah, West Coast cr- taking on Hawthorne. Cricket at training. Cricket training this week. No, uh, West Coast Hawthorne. So I'm going to throw it to you, Brocky. How do West Coast win this game? They need a great performance from their forward line, led by, and it's got to be a breakout big-time game from Jack Darling. Okay. The only way they beat Hawthorne, look, they're probably not going to get the inside 50s as much as what Hawthorne are. Their midfield's got to break even they're, because their back line suspect. McGovern, injury cloud, and we all know the horse forward line's brilliant. It's got to be Darling, Kennedy, Lacroix, Hill, Cripps. They've got to have blinders. And and if they do, they'll win. All right, Boldy, how do Hawthorne win? They've got to start the big guns in the midfield at the start of the game. I want to see the centre bounce, Hodge, Mitchell, Lewis, right in there from the start because that's where the game's going to be won and lost. They need to lock down on West Coast midfield, stop their outside run, they're a bit light on speed this week with no Isaac Smith. So they need to win the contested ball inside, get the get the 
forwards the first access to the ball. And I think that'll go a long way for them to win the game. And that'll also help them negate Nick Nack's influence on the game. Are we seeing 2015 premiers in this game? I think we're certainly seeing one of the, at least one of the teams that will play off in the finals, uh, in the grand final, if not the if not the grand final preview. High chance to be a grand final preview. Fantastic dates in October. This would be of these two running out in the MCG. Correct. Couldn't agree more. Okay, Fremantle versus Sydney. I'm going to start with you, bold man. How did Fremantle win this game? Fremantle win this game. They've got to. They've got to really play Ross Lyon style of football this week and just oh, slow it down. That. Slow it down to take that. as much time off the clock as they can, make it congested as possible. Sydney are very undermanned. They're going in without Buddy, as we know. Um, Jack. Kieran Jack, Luke Parker, definitely undermanned. They just slow it down, do, play that Fremantle Ross Lyon style of game, score, make it a 10 goal to 9 game. I think they'll be happy with that and just, just scrape through to next week. All right, pass it. How does Sydney win? Get unpredictable. Get Lewis Jetta, get Sam Reid, get Kurt Tippett, throw Jared McVeigh down there, make the forward line unpredictable, and catch Fremantle off guard. And go to church. Sounds good. And uh, a couple a couple other things with this game. We Coach's Award came out, I think, last night. Interesting to note that Dan Hanabry pipped Nate Fife by one vote on the last game. Any thoughts on that? Any implications for the Brownlow? Any indicators of what might happen in a few weeks' time? I don't think it affects it, to be honest. Well, it doesn't affect it. There. No, no. Like I, I mutually don't, exclusive awards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shut up. <laughs> this is an uh, interesting little side play. Uh, also to mention, the McLean and McVay are likely to come back for the Swans this week. Uh, $2.50 Lux bet for Fremantle. Is that correct? All favourites this week for Lux bet paying $2.50, max bet $20. That's my bet of the week. Gamble responsibly. $20. Uh, also, also to note, Nat Fife didn't train today, but I think he'll still play. Thanks, sir. The mailman. Oh, here we go. You got sources, mate. Oh, oh, who are your sources? Saucy. 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 Oh, God. Uh, Bulldogs oh. versus Adelaide. <laughs> Uh, Brockman, how do the Bulldogs win this game? Run, run, run. That's all i got to do. Play their running game, move the ball, catch Adelaide off guard. I was there, round four. They absolutely torched Adelaide at Head Stadium. I think that's all i got to do. Just keep running, keep playing that exciting brand. Don't get caught up in the finals. And Look, it's a different game, but it's still going to be built on running and moving the ball quickly. Stiff not to be playing at Head. No, look, I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree why everyone's been saying this. If you're going to win anyway, you've got to go to the G. So you're better off going there now than in two weeks. Okay, Adelaide win. And no, with just on that, I think what is it? The fourth game in three years at the MCG, but Correct. they've been crying out for more exposure on the big stage. They want more Friday night games. They want more Thursday night games. Perfect example to show why why can't it be us. Load us up on some games at the MCG. Look, the MCG year. is where the big games are played. You can't hide at Eddie Had for too much longer. It's they just and look if they need to go to the AFL and say, okay, can we have a couple of home games at the MCG? Do it. I think it's the way to build the club. Like look at them if they get what if they get a home game against Collingwood on a Friday night next year, bring in sixty thousand. That's a massive windfall for the dogs. So, but they proved themselves this year. 
for next year's scheduling to be getting those games. But they just don't have the experience there, and it's supposed to be a home game. Adelaide have played more at the G than this year. It's just unfair for like to be good enough to get a home final. Well, and and go somewhere foreign to. It's ridiculous. I don't think it should be at Etihad. I mean, I've I've seen the Brisbane Lions play a home preliminary final at the MCG because of contractual obligations. Who was that? Brisbane Lions. Wow. So, that happened in 2004. Look, plain and simple. The MCG holds more fans, more fans the opportunity to go to the game. Look, it's a football field. Look, I know it's indoors, and but it, look, if you can't play football at the MCG, it's the home of football. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. If you can't play there in week one of the finals, you've got no chance of playing there in week four of the finals. So You're better off going now. That's what yeah. I said. Better exactly off right. playing there now. All right, how did Adelaide win? Um, Saucy. Keep on keeping on, I think. Uh, no, I think key to this, key to the Crows, I think Tex Walker's going to have a big game. Are you talking to Dermot Brereton all of a sudden? What? Just whenever he does his shitty weekly predictions. What? Saying something stupid. He sounds stupid. Are you going to elaborate on that or are you just going to make just pointless statements? Pointless statements. All right. Um, <laughs> so, rough head out for the Bulldogs. I think that really opens up the... Will? Will Minson? Yeah, I, I think Will does come back in this week. Got it. He's got to go up against Source Jacobs. But with rough head out, might leave him a bit short down back, which could stretch them against Jerker Jenkins and Taylor Walker. But how do they win? I think Taylor Walker has to kick a bag. And between them, if Taylor Walker and Eddie Betts can kick 10 between them, the Crows win. I okay. think that's what needs to be done. All right. And the last game this week, Richmond versus Kangaroos. I'll bounce back to you, Saucy. How do the Kangaroos win this game? How do the Kangas win this game? Because all I've been hearing this week is about how Richmond are going to win this game and how it's signed, sealed and delivered. Guaranteed win for the Tigers. I don't think that's the case. And I'm going to be barracking very hard for North Melbourne on the weekend. Hater. How are they going to win? I think it starts in the Ruckman. Goldstein's been number one Ruckman in the league all year. Ivan Marich has had an alright season. Not above average, not below average, so I think it starts in the ruck. Uh, if Goldie can get a bit loose, get around the ground and dominate some games like he has this year, that'll go a long way to winning. Uh, but I also think the tall forward line for North Melbourne with Petri, Ben Brown and Jared Waite could really stretch Richmond down back and they need to hope for a good, clear day and dominate in the air and I think that'll go a long way for North Melbourne to win the game. I like it. All right, that's all we have time for this <laughs> All right, how are Richmond going to try win this game, Ryan Brock? The mic is yours. How are they going to try? Yeah. Just got them all over the ground. I don't know what more to say. We're just bigger, better, faster, stronger. The Tigers will break you the... Can, can bigger, better, faster, stronger. Mate, I just said that you're going to get stretched by the tall forward line. But Factual got, evidence. So, who, who? I'm not worried about Petrie. I'm not worried about Ben Brown. Alex Rance. Or Troy Chaplin. But they're smaller blokes. Mate, we defend better than any other team in the comp. Your statement was factually incorrect. And don't worry, it's been in the media all week, the tunnelling effect that the Tigers defenders yeah, are doing. Umpires are going to be onto that this week. Please. Watch out. I'm serious. I know you're serious. <laughs> you just dropped your confidence on this podcast. When yeah. we were talking about this question to be posed... I just yeah. said we're bigger, better, faster, stronger. But what more do you want me to say? You've been calling yourself the KG of the podcast. Originally, you said, uh, how 
how are Richmond going to win? You're like, how are Richmond going to win? Make sure there's enough petrol in their car to get to the game. <laughs> and that, that's... This is what we've been copping all week. This kind of arrogance from you. <laughs> Look, take it to the... Why, why, why are you filtering yourself for the fans? No. I know you're a Richmond fan. Uh, look, I think Richmond will win. I know. What, what more do you want me to say? How are they? Tell us how they're going to win. Oh, the mid- they're going to be bigger and faster and stronger. Nah, look, I think our midfield. Be better, right? Our midfield is just prime. I mean, look that. Look, North Melbourne lack an A-grade midfielder, and we've got like. Oh, you got them coming out of the year. Half a dozen. Yeah, like, you got them coming out of the Six A-graders on the league. Fistful of A-graders. Look, we just got A-grade talent, and, you, and, you, and this look, we haven't broken the duck the last two years. And it's just time. You I mean we've got genuine good players, and history shows when you get good players together, they win finals. History it's, also shows Richmond don't win finals. So yeah, well, let's not go down that path. Still, still not a great day, <laughs> and it was a, took them a while to get over. <laughs> but Dustin Martin's just ready to explode. I mean, Delidio's in the prime of his career. Cochin's been quiet. He's ready to explode. What career is Jack Re- in the prime of? Jack Rewall is going to. Have when, a really good game. When has Dustin Martin stamped himself on a big game? Throughout, throughout this year, he's, he has made an impact in every game he's played this year. He'll be an All-Australian this year. He'll be, he'll be an All-Australian half-forward. And it, and look, he's going to dominate this game. He's prime. So you reckon Dusty's the key to this game? Oh, look, Brandon Ellis, Cochin, Delidio, Miles, um, you know, Grigg. All, all our, our, our cog midfield is just, it's it's where we're going to win it. Um, so I know I know that Jack Zegel was hurt last Friday night in the game, correct? No, he cut his head open. I wouldn't expect it to impact. So it was it wasn't classified as concussion. It was just no, a cut, he wasn't so a concussion. He's right no. to play this he week. should be right to play. All right, so it'll be very interesting to see who wins that one. And I think the most of this room is hoping that it's the kangaroos, but for our <laughs> For our work life's sake. Take Monday off. Just, here for, just for humor's sake. More to the point. Oh, that'd be so good. Just being guaranteed a Tiger win. So, you know, it's just... There's I'm not fronting up and facing the music. <laughs> All right, it's late. It's a Wednesday night. Got a big day of work tomorrow, so we're going to have to wrap up there. So thanks, boys, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, make sure you hit us up with any questions or feedback uh, at Undrafted Sport, or you can even email us at contact at UndraftedSport.com. Twitter, Facebook, hit it, uh, UndraftedSport.com. Plenty of ways to get in touch, so make sure you do. Uh, yeah, if you hit us on Twitter, you'll be speaking to Jacob. If you hit us on Facebook, you'll be speaking to Brocky, and um, I'm not really going to check the email, so don't hit us there. All right, thanks. See you later. Thanks, mate.